All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome again to Invest Wisely, a program about your money with Walt Sukira, who's managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, part of the private wealth management arm of the Robert W. Baird & Company in the Fairlawn West office at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. He's here till 9 o'clock, so any questions you have about stocks, investing, how Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money in individual-owned stock portfolios, give us a call at 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron. And on WNIR.com, it's toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, uh, trading came back uh, live and in person to a, to a certain extent on the New York Stock Exchange last week. And while that kind of gave them a big punch-up in the early part of the week, uh, once again, the press of current events brought things a little bit lower as the week uh, went on. So what did you see last week, Walt? Yeah, Bob, the, uh, the stock market extended its rally uh, this last week, um, you know, on continued optimism about an economic recovery. And and I think really a fear of people missing out on gains. Uh, we saw, you know, this, the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, outperformed. It had a 3.8% um, gain for the week, closed at 25383 uh, the S&P was up 3% for the week, closed the week at 3,044.31. And the, um, the NASDAQ closed the week at uh, 9,489.87, again, up 1.8%. Uh, if you look at the year-to-date numbers, uh, the Dow Jones is still off about 11%. Uh, the NASDAQ up 5.8%, and the S&P is off about 58 um, so really, you know, there were some positive developments for the week. I think some of the big investment firms like J.P. Morgan and Bank of America um, offered some hopeful commentary. Uh, we saw some, you know, positive uh, results coming from some of the uh, retail sector. And we saw some sectors that have underperformed, like financials and industrials, have a pretty good week. So uh, some of the uh, stocks that have been left out in the recovery, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of recovery there. Uh, yields continue to be low, and again, we expect this to be the scenario for some time. Uh, the two-year is at 1.5%. That's the two-year Treasury. The five-year Treasury is at 0.3%. The 10-year at 0.65, and the 30-year at 1.41. And again, we have a very accommodative Federal Reserve, and a Federal Reserve that you know really wants to keep late rates low to to help this economy continue to recover. 
Now, of course, it's getting, it's always been hard to predict uh, trends in the stock market. Uh, now, more than ever, it's very, very difficult. But as you look forward to uh, the rest of this quarter and now maybe into the fall of this year, uh, what are the key areas of concerns that investors are, are, are analyzing and, and trying to put into action? Yeah, Bob, it seems to us that most of the research we're looking at and most of the the big picture type of thought process is, again, focusing under COVID-19 and, and, you know, the the curve and, you know, whether the wave continues to go down or we get a second wave, I guess it'll be interesting to see now that, you know, we've started to open the economy up also with all the rioting going on. A lot of those people, I I don't think they're uh, practicing social distancing out there, so it'll be interesting to see in the next week or two if... um, you know, we get a spike in, in coronavirus-type, uh, you know, cases. Uh, I think other things we're looking at are the U.S. and China relations, uh, you know, continue. There's a lot of tension there. Uh, the last thing we need is, you know, any type of disruption um, from you know, some of the trade agreements and so forth that were put in place. But, you know, there's some harsh talk going on there. But right now it's only it only seems to be talk. Um, you know, we also are going to pay attention, I think, to the, the election. You know, as we move further into the year, we do have a presidential election this year, and uh, the political situation is something we also have to pay attention to. And again, we're talking to Walt Sakara, who is managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here in town. If you'd like to talk to Walt and uh, talk about stocks and stock talk, if you have any particular individual stocks that you have been holding or, or watching and you'd like to know what his opinion is about those, he's been doing this more than 30 years and he knows uh, uh, much about what has happened and a great deal of what goes going on in the market today. So you can give us a call right now and any time during the half hour at 330-673-1234 at 800-669-4100 to talk about stocks with Walt Sakara of Akron Wealth Advisors. You mentioned, Walt, there were some results of uh, companies that came forth last week from uh, uh, their most recent earnings, uh, again, in this very uh, peculiar time. What were some of the things you saw? Yeah, well, the first one we watched last week, Bob, was Costco. Um, Costco's been a holding of ours, um, you know, going back to 2016. We've been a holder of the stock, which means we're a buyer of the stock. As we said, if we hold, we're buying uh, the stock closed the week at $308.47. Um, of course, Costco is the large wholesale club uh, retailer, about 760 wholesale clubs out there, 95 million cardholders. Uh, they're kind of a victim of their own success, Bob. Again, you know, they're a really good quarter. Um, they had uh, earnings uh, up over 25%. At uh, 2.36 a share, they had sales up uh, 7%, uh, hit 37.3 billion for the quarter. But I think a lot of this was expected. You know, they we knew that the traffic was there. Uh, they saw a big growth, uh, robust growth in their e-commerce channel, up up almost 66%. Of course, there was a little bit of decline in the in the store traffic. So. You know, analysts, uh, Wall Street analysts look at all this, and, you know, some of it, they, they hope for a little better results, even though those are really good results for a company like Costco. Uh, again, we continue to focus longer term. We think the trends are there. We think Costco has a lot of, um, you know, really, really positive things as we look forward over the next three to five years. So uh, even though we look at these quarterly results, you know, sometimes we have to look forward a little bit further. Now, other retailers out there, again, fairly new to the retail world, are these dollar stores like Dollar Tree and Dollar General. What kind of results are they posting uh, during this time? 
You know, they're doing really well, Bob, as you, as you would expect. I mean, smaller stores, uh, community stores, you know, these are truly the deep discounters. Um, you know, Dollar General and Dollar Tree, it's, it's, you know, a lot of times they're located right in, you know, down the street from people's homes. They're in very dense, uh, you know, uh, locations where there's households. Uh, they put up some really strong numbers. I mean, if you look at Dollar General for the quarter, um, up over 28% in sales, over 73% in earnings. Uh, Dollar Tree had similar results, 8% uh, in sales, 11% in earnings. Um, again, you know, Dollar Tree, there's over 14,333 of these stores out there. Uh, Dollar General, there's over 16,278 stores. Um, so, again, both of these uh, stores, you know, are doing really well, and, and as expected with the, uh, you know, the COVID-19 and some of the social distancing that's been going on. Now, of course, we've seen many specialty re- uh, retailers already either filing for bankruptcy or announcing large store closings across the country. But uh, stores that have been specializing in, in uh, home furnishing, home goods, because so many people were staying at home and looking around the house and saying, my goodness, uh, I think we should do something to make this a little bit better. Uh, they seem to have been uh, benefiting a bit from, uh, again, from the stay-at-home uh, p- period that we uh, went through. And, and you know, stores like Williams-Sonoma, even though they're very narrow in their scope, uh, how are they doing, uh, and would you think they'd be a good investment? Yeah, Williams-Sonoma has been one that we watched for a number of years. I, I really like this retailer. Um, you know, they obviously own the high-end cooking essential, uh, about 220 of those Williams-Sonoma stores. But also, uh, within this company, they have, they have Pottery Barn. Um, they have Pottery Barn Kids and PB Teen, also West Elm, uh, and a new lighting house uh, parts store called Rejuvenation. Uh, this is an aspirational brand. It's it's the kind of brand that, you know, again, people are treating themselves a little bit when they buy these types of products. They're very high-end, very high-margin. Um, again, this company has done a really good job um, with their e-commerce as well. Um, they, were, they were a big catalog retailer for a long time, but uh, they showed some really good results, Bob. I mean, Williams-Sonoma, you know, this, kind of, this is the kind of brand, like, you'd expect to really be struggling uh, but they put up some really good results for the quarter. So, again, it kind of goes along the theme like you talked about where, you know, people at home uh, spending a little bit more time thinking about, you know, what they can do in the house, maybe uh, buying those, uh, you know, cooking items they've always wanted or updating, upfreshing, you know, that re- that furniture that they let go for a long time. So I think a retailer to really keep an eye on as we look out over the next couple of years, if they, if they can perform well in an environment like this, uh, as the economy starts to recover, you would think that they would do pretty well in that environment as well. Now, of course, the other side of retail are the traditional uh, brick-and-mortar stores, Macy's, JCPenney, Nordstrom's. Uh, they were struggling even before the coronavirus hit. And they seem to be really, really getting hit uh, hard uh, because of, of the of the uh, virus. So what was the difference then between these specialty stores and, and the online stores? Uh, two stores like JCPenney and Macy's, which uh, were trying to get online presence. Yeah, well, I think a lot of those stores that you talked about, Bob, you know, JCPenney's, Macy's, they, they tend to be, you know, anchored to malls. Um, obviously, during the COVID-19, that was a really bad situation. You know, mall traffic had been going down quite a bit, as you mentioned, you know, prior. Uh, it's, it's more expensive retail space, so, I mean, it, it makes your costs uh, a lot more uh, difficult to maintain, uh, the cost structures of your company. Uh, so, you know, those, like you said, those, those were trends that we already saw going into the COVID-19. I think the COVID-19 just really accelerated um, some of that environment. And, and, you know, companies that had weakness there 
and cost structures that were difficult to maintain, uh, you know, suffered even more. And uh, companies that had really pushed towards e-commerce and, and home delivery and so forth, uh, obviously, you know, benefited greatly during those, uh, that major change. Now, kind of as an contrarian, would you think that any of these uh, big department store stocks could be a good investment because they might uh, learn from this that they could embrace e-commerce and come back and maybe not with as many brick-and-mortar mall stores, but with a significant online presence like Amazon? I think a lot of them are probably fairly undervalued here, Bob. So if you can pick the winners, um, you know, if you can pick the ones that survive, you can probably do pretty well in, in stock performance. But I, I think the trends for me, you know, the, the way we invest, again, we like those financially powerful um, you know, companies with attractive valuation. I think a lot of those retailers you talk about have attractive valuation, but I'm not sure they have financial power, and I'm not sure they can recover um, and, and regain financial power without significant changes to their business models. So, uh, you know, something like Macy's last week had a really good week. I mean, if you bought the stock, you know, you you, you made a lot of money in the past week. But again, I think the trends are really, really difficult for Macy's as we look out over the next three to five years. Once again, Walt Sakari is our expert on Invest Wisely. He's the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at their Fairlawn West office. And uh, this is Stock Talk. We're talking about individual stocks that they monitor that are uh, making news in the market. If you have questions about a stock that you'd like Walt to discuss, all you have to do is call us here. We're live at 330-673-1234 in outside of Akron and on WNIR.com from anywhere, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Now, another stock, in fact, you actually hold this stock in your Empowering Women portfolio, is the uh, online uh, communications, I guess, stock you'd call it, Twitter. Uh, Twitter has uh, gone from virtually nowhere in the last uh, uh, 10 years to being a significant uh, factor in uh, both politics and, and uh, American social life. But it's begun criticized, uh, of course, uh, very recently by the uh, current administration for uh, practices that the administration thinks is unfair to it. Uh, do you think that uh, any of the things that are coming out of that are going to affect the uh, stock of Twitter and uh, any potential government regulation change? Well, yeah, I think, Bob, you're, you're mentioning, you know, President Trump's, um, you know, request uh, for government to strip away the legal protections from Twitter uh, under the Section 230, uh, the Communications Decency Act, uh, which was established in 1996. Uh, you know, he, he didn't like some of the, um, uh, the, the little uh, notations that uh, Twitter put on a couple tweets. Uh, you know, being a, a very outspoken president, you know, kind of kind of took the task at criticizing the social media platforms and, uh, you know, trying to bring this executive order forward. Uh, you know, it, I think it brings back bad memories that, you know, <laughs> these, these big tech stocks um, can come under a backlash from government. Um, you know, they irritate a lot of politicians. They irritate a lot of citizens in our society. Um, so social media is always going to be on the front line as far as criticism. Uh, but, we, you know, when I looked at all the research out there and the reactions from most of the analysts that follow the stock, it was pretty much a yawn. Uh, they, they really don't feel that, you know, that that, that uh, Section 230 law, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to repeal that. It, it would take a congressional act uh, to change that. So even though there's some barking and, and it probably uh, makes the stocks, uh, you know, there's going to be an overhang on the stocks a little bit because it, it reminds people that, you know, regulation is a possibility uh, with these big tech companies. But, um, you know, I, I think the end result is probably minimal, you know, from, from these uh, tweets uh, that uh, President Trump is upset about.
I mean, after all, that's the law that keeps us from saying those uh, George Carlin seven, fa- seven famous words on the radio. So <laughs> it all has tradition behind it. Uh, another area, and again, this all deals with international relations, uh, our deteriorating relations with, with China over the COVID-19 crisis have uh, caused a lot to talk about uh, any different amounts of, uh, of retaliation, if you will, including possibly evicting Chinese companies uh, from the U.S. stock exchanges. Now, there too, Walt, do you think those threats are, are real? And with stocks that you're invested in, like Alibaba, what are you going to do? I mean, they, they are real, Bob. I mean, you know, that's probably something, especially with, um, you know, all the sentiment going on towards China right now that could happen. However, I, I don't think it impacts, uh, you know, tremendously the underlying investment. Um, you know, there's articles that I've read and analysts that talk about there's a little bit of a premium um, from be list, being listed on all exchanges uh, and so forth. Um, you know, from our compliance perspective and, and you know, whether we'd be able to continue to hold the stock, uh, we'd have to kind of work through that. I think companies like Alibaba could do what they needed to do to meet the requirements and the accounting standards that are being called for. Um, but, yeah, that, it's real. I mean, it could happen, and it's something we're definitely aware of. Um, we're not overly worried about it today, but, I mean, it is something to pay attention to. We're talking to Walt Sakara, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. And again, the lines are open for your questions about individual stocks and also about how Akron Wealth Advisors invests their, their uh, clients' money in these individual stock portfolios, including the Empowering Women portfolio. Give us a call, 330-673-1234, to talk to Walt this morning about your, your stock market questions and whatever else is on your mind about investing in this uh, interesting time, as they say. Now, Again, going back to being contrarian, as uh, sometimes uh, you you like to be, let's talk about travel stocks. They, of course, uh, we still keep reading about more and more cruise lines are canceling tours. The Great Lakes Cruise Line has canceled its summer uh, schedule. Uh, The airlines are crying uh, because no one's uh, flying anywhere. And uh, let's uh, not even talk about cruise uh, ships that go abroad. What is your opinion about these travel stocks, including hotels and all these other things that are in there? You know, would this be the time to buy them, making the assumption that at some point, maybe even by next year at this time, things would be back to, in quotes, normal? Yeah, Bob, I think there's some real opportunities with travel stocks. Um, you know, uh, one that we, we favor and we own in our core equity portfolio, and again, it's a part of their business, is Disney. Um, you know, Disney came out and said they'll start, you know, reopening their parks on July 11th in a, in a very controlled manner. Um, and again, they own cruise lines as well, and and you know, I think there that's that's one way you, you get a more diversified company with Disney, and that uh, you know you have the streaming service, you have the entertainment aspects of the company, the movie division, the ESPN, uh, television networks, and so forth. So you, you get a little bit of a travel exposure within a bigger you know company. But I think there are some pure plays out there. You know, companies like Expedia that we mentioned or Booking.com. You know, we're doing a lot of uh, research on those right now, looking at those. Uh, those stocks. Uh, another one that's came across my uh, screens that I'm looking hard at is Las Vegas Sands, um, which obviously has uh, the Venetian and some really impressive uh, hotels out there, you know, in Las Vegas as well as uh, uh, globally over in China and Macau and, and Singapore. Um, so again, some of those, uh, you know, stocks may be uh, right to, to take a little bit of time and consider them. If you're ever going to buy them, you know, now's the time to probably look at a few of those stocks. 
Once again, talking to Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors here on Invest Wisely. Uh, dividends. Many people buy stocks in their portfolios or individually because of the dividends, uh, which in many cases can exceed the growth of the actual stock price. Well, this particular time, there are companies that are talking about at least temporarily suspending their dividends until the economy picks up again, um, or cutting or eliminating their dividends. Or, you know, What do you hear about that, and what companies are talking about doing that? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of dividend cuts and suspensions and, um, you know, people that have put that on, on hold, you know, the, the dividend policies out there are definitely under review. Um, I think dividends are something that have always been very attractive to us. As we have mentioned, our core equity portfolio focuses a lot on dividend stocks. Um, Bob, this year, you know, it, based on the downturn we've seen in the economic environment, I think you have to kind of put dividends as a secondary kind of consideration, uh, you know, over the next, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months. I think you want to own great companies uh, with strong balance sheets, good cash flow. Uh, you know, so the, the dividends, holding something just for dividends, I, I don't think is the right reason at this point because uh, some of those companies, especially in the uh, energy sector, uh, the consumer discretionary sector, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how those dividends might be impacted uh, in the third and fourth quarter and early next year. Again, we're assuming that everything's opening up and, and things are going to go well, and maybe some of those companies found a way to pay their first quarter dividend and or their second quarter dividend. But uh, it, there's going to be a lot of pressure. So I would say that, you know, you can't err on the side of just holding something because of the dividends uh, at this stage of the cycle. You talk about, you know, things happening a year from now, 18 months from now. A year from now, it is not unreasonable or out of the realm of possibility to assume that, you know, June of 2021, if a vaccine comes out uh, for the COVID, as they're saying, maybe late this year, early 2021, they're able to distribute the vaccine, you know, get it throughout the country. It could possibly be that by a year from now, all this could be a bad memory. But will the economy and will these different businesses that have been so impacted by it this year, how long will it take them to come back? Yeah, it's a great question, Bob. And I mean, every company has its own capital structure, its own cost, uh, you know, uh, aspects that it has to deal with, its own revenue and growth prospects. So I, I think every company, it's a company by company evaluation, you know, it's, but, but you're right, we're going to have to continue to evaluate. I, I think right now we're, we're guessing a little bit. You know, we're, we're hoping for the best. And I, I've been really surprised at this market and how we found the good news. You know, there's a lot of bad news, but the market is focusing on the good news. And I think that's what's driven the, the market back up. And that's why, you know, year to date, uh, we're only down 5.8% for the S&P uh, index. I I really expected a longer recovery based on the data that we're looking at. But, you know, I think a lot of the good news is built in. We, we thought it couldn't get any worse. But, you know, we're going to have to look at each one of these companies and you know, continue to do what we did this quarter, you know, dive in, uh, look at their earnings, look at their sales, look at the, you know, what they're saying each quarter, uh, the, the report card that they give us, and then see what we believe to, you know, as we look forward over the, over the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, the market looks forward. And we need to continue to do that as well. 
Well, Sakara, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, uh, again, they're in, in Fairlawn at 3560 West Market Street. Uh, their investment services not only include the portfolios of individual stocks they offer to their clients, but they also include, along with Robert, Robert W. Baird and Company, financial planning, investment banking, estate trust, and retirement planning. They can look at, at uh, IRAs and 401ks and IRA conversions. They can do things like Social Security uh, analyses, uh, uh, stock analyses, transaction tax analyses tax reviews, uh, minimum distribution plans. Uh, again, all these different things are part of what they offer, not just simply investing your money. So if you would like to, to talk to them about uh, the services they have and, uh, again, the way they invest their clients' money in individual stocks on the American Stock Exchanges, give them a call in Fairlawn at 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. Tell them you heard them on WNIR. And uh, again, they can certainly deal with you. They are doing all this by the phone nowadays because of the continued concern of the uh, COVID-19. But we're all hoping for better days to come. 234-466-7476 for Akron Wealth Advisors, Walt Secura and his team. Last week, you started talking to us about, uh, from your observation, the uh, secrets to success. From the people you worked with and over the years, uh, talking with them and how they've uh, been able to be successful and both uh, investing in their careers. Uh, go over some of those tips you gave us last week and maybe you can give us a few more for this week. Sure, Bob. Yeah, I, I'm happy to do that. As I told you, and, I, and I'll say this every day, that the best part of our jobs is uh, the people we get to work with and the families and the individuals that uh, you know, we get to serve. Uh, we, we've learned a lot over the years, and uh, we continue to learn every day. And, um, you know, these secrets of success, we talked about a few last week. I think we talked about how you think is everything, you know, the frame of mind and, uh, you know, being positive and optimistic is definitely important, especially in today. There's a lot to be negative about. I think you pick up social media today, and it scares the heck out of you sometimes, especially, you know, as we watch all the rioting and things that's going on out there. Um, you have to decide upon your true dreams and goals and write them down and, and commit them to writing. We talked about having a good plan, how important that is uh, to success and commit it. Uh, if it's not written, if it's not communicated, it doesn't hold you accountable. Uh, we talked about taking action and having actionable uh, anything you do, you know, and, and, and we do it here. You know, we have to have the ability to take action. It's great to have great ideas, but if you don't build the processes and if you don't have the commitment uh, to take action, then uh, great ideas never really get executed. Um, some more that we'll, you know, I'll mention, uh, never stop learning. You know, I, uh, being an educator and having taught at Case Western and Kent State and, and earning a master's degree and so forth, I, I said the more I learn, the less I realized how much I know. Um, you know, it's, it's really, life is about learning. It's about a constant commitment to education. Uh, that's what I love about what we do here. We're learning every day. We're challenging ourselves every day. We're uh, open to new ideas, and we learn a lot from the people that we work with. Um, another one that we say is be persistent in hard work. You know, persistence is a key. Um, you know, you got to do something over and over and over to be good at. You know, you just can't do it once or twice and expect success. Uh, hard work is something that this country was built on, and I think um, a lot of our listeners out there learn the importance of hard work and probably have worked their, their entire life. Uh, a lot of our clients, uh, they did it through hard work, you know, not through luck or fortune or silver spoons. They did it through a commitment and giving their lives energy for that success. Um, another one is analyzing details. You know, uh, 
obviously you can tell by this show, you know, we're very, uh, we, we're into details. You know, we don't want to give surface level answers. Uh, we don't want to miss things. You know, you have to be really willing to dive in um, and look at the details uh, of, of things to, I think, truly understand them and to be able to, you know, put, put your actions in, into, uh, you know, into work. Um, so, you know, those are some more, Bob. So, I, you know, that gets us through about six of the ones that I have. And, again, I have a pretty long list. But, um, you know, this week's Never Stop Learning, uh, Be Persistent and Work Hard, and uh, Learn to Analyze Those Details. You should post those on your website. Yeah, absolutely. I think I will. That's a great <laughs> idea. That's AkronWealthRWBaird.com for the website for Akron Wealth Advisors, AkronWealthRWBaird.com. And uh, maybe you can both do that and review some of these things, some good tips on, on just generally how to live a, live life and then to be successful. So let's talk about the week to come. <laughs> Again, our, our predictions of the week to come are getting just to the point where we just don't know what to say. You have no idea what's going to happen, but uh, it's fun to try to try to figure it out. So what are the things that you know about and what do you expect might happen next week? Well, Bob, I mean, again, we'll continue to watch all those big themes uh, that we're talking about. I think as we're going into next week, you know, there's a lot of interest, uh, you know, with these technology companies that we talked about and, and what the government reaction to that will be, um, you know, based on President Trump's actions last week. There'll be uh, you know, some more interest on the Chinese-U.S. Uh, relations. And, and again, as we talked about, the election is going to start to pick up. I mean, we're starting to see a little bit more political advertising. I know everybody's excited about that. Uh, but, you know, those are the things we'll continue to watch as well. Once again, Walt Sakara, Managing Partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn here in Greater Akron. Give them a call. Uh, talk about becoming a client of theirs and, and learning about how to have your, your money invested in individual stock portfolios to, and any more financial advice that you need, of course. 234-466-7476 in Akron. 234-466-7476. Tell them we heard him on WNIR. Kent Akron. Walt, you have a good week. You too, bud. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol B-A-B-A. Bookings Holdings, Inc., symbol B-K-N-G. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol C-O-S-T. The Walt Disney Company, symbol D-I-S. Dower General Corporation, symbol D-G. Dower Tree Stores, Inc., symbol D-L-T-R. Expedia, symbol EXPE. Las Vegas Sands Corporation, symbol LVS. Macy's Inc., symbol M. Twitter Inc., symbol TWTR. And Williams Sonoma Inc., symbol WSM. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in the securities of all of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have managed or co-managed a public offering of Alibaba Group Holding Company Limited, symbol BABA, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Barrett Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA, in the past 12 months.